Hello, comrades and friends. We're back again here at Highlands Bunker. We're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're in the belly of the beast. And we have uh, something a little new. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were able to speak to uh, Maria Beauchamp uh, in Puerto Rico over Skype. Today, we do a full episode for you uh, from our forward operating base uh, in Milton, Delaware. The representative candidate from the 36th District, Mr. Don Allen, has joined us. Um, we have a conversation about his experiences um, growing up in Delaware a little bit. We talk about uh, his experiences knocking doors in Sussex County. And we talk about doing whatever it takes to re-explain the Democratic brand to our neighbors in Sussex County. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I think this is going to really illustrate a lot of the work that we need to do going forward because, as we said before, it's not an election cycle type of thing. So uh, enjoy this chat I have with uh, Sussex County activist Don Allen, and make sure you check the show notes uh, for links to his new organization, We Are Sussex. Left is best. Now, give us a uh, what's the what's the Milford fight song? Can you give us some? <laughs> <laughs> so I live in Milton, not Milford. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for correcting. <laughs> thank you for correcting me. Cape Penlope School District. Oh, nice. Because uh, I had a, f- I I have I think. I have a friend of mine whose parents just retired, uh, who have who are in Milton, I think. Yeah, we're we're like uh we're kind of the edge of what you would consider like the beach area. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. We have we also have friends who, and of course, I'm not my my wife is from the Eastern Shore, so she she was grew up in Willards. She uh, yeah. lived in Ocean City in Berlin. So every time we go down, I'm like, are we in Shelbyville or or Fenwick Island? Like, I never know. <laughs> I never know where we are, really. Yeah. I grew up up there. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, like, I went to, started at Christiana High School. Cool. So your 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 pop uh, is from Newark. Yep. Uh, he grew up up there. Uh, my mom, down here, but kind of all over. They moved all over the place, all over the state. Um, so my grandfather died in 84. Um, so I was like three, I guess. And he worked at, Chrysler, at the Chrysler plant in Newark, which is you know part of the University of Delaware now. So once he passed away, we moved in with my grandmom in Newark, right there at Chestnut Hill. Um, so yeah, spent from, I guess, what, the age three to like 14 there? Somewhere around there. How long did your grandfather work at the Chrysler plant? 30. Uh, so I want to say he started there early 60s. So early 60s till 84 when he passed away. Uh, he passed nice. he was like, he was like 47 when he died, so he was pretty young. Oh yeah, that's a shame. Maybe his, his. I always think because uh, I was just at a barbecue yesterday, and okay. and a and a whaler song came on, and uh, somebody said, "Oh, did he did he write this about uh, working in in uh, at Chrysler in Newark?" I said, "No, that's Night Shift." So then we played <laughs> Night Shift. So we had a whole conversation about Marley and and uh, living in Wilmington. I have a couple yeah. photos that somebody had shown me, so it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there when they were building the K car, so he, he watched his K car station wagon roll off the line, that nah. kind of thing. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, so you, uh, 
you have a, a, a background in sort of like working class stuff. What got you into politics? How'd you how'd you get into that? Because uh, you know, it was was it new to you just when you ran last year? No, no, no. So, um, let's see. My dad has never voted in his life. Uh, my mom will vote in presidential elections. Same with my grandma. Um, but like, I can remember. So I think I was in second grade. Um, second grade was '88 for me, so it was Dukakis, Bush. Um, and I went to second grade in Jenny Smith there in, uh, in Newark. And I remember for some reason really caring about Michael Dukakis and wanting him to really beat George Bush. And like, I think I was like one of three in my, uh, mock election in second grade that voted for Dukakis. So, well, at least you knew, you knew, I knew, I knew <laughs> something I told you way back then, but, um, I couldn't honestly tell you how I got into politics. I couldn't tell you why back then I wanted Dukakis to win, but it's kind of happened and it's always something um i want to do i volunteer for a few campaigns um like in 2006 i think i was volunteering for a congressional candidate in pennsylvania when we flipped the house back then um and then work and life kind of took over and one thing led to another and 2016 happened and found myself jumping back in so. well yeah i mean that's uh your, your names come up a lot because one of the reoccurring themes in here all the time is uh organizing and doing politics in Sussex County because it's yeah. uh, it's just, not that it's not tricky everywhere but I think uh, people f- will find it more tricky um, than normal because obviously you are going to have you know less population you are going to have a lot of uh, you know more conservative people people who aren't engaged so uh, I, I was really interested that you know you stepped up and did this and I think you probably have a lot to a lot to offer people about you know, knocking on a door and uh, you know in Milton uh, and saying, you know, hey, I'm running for for political office. What's you know what issues are important to you? Yeah. Um, so that's it's sort of fascinating. So what 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 kind of issues do you hear when you're at the door? So um, let's see. So the most common thing we hear is, "Wow, nobody's ever knocked on my door before." You know, but you're yeah. the first political candidate that ever knocked on my door. Uh, so in my district, uh, which is, I ran for the 36th district state rep, which kind of covers parts of Milton, but mostly Milford is the biggest population center down here. Milton is actually, st- is actually a uh, cut in half and is in uh, Lewis's district for the most part. I'm right across the street from that. But, um, you know, no Democrat had ran here in 10 years when I ran. So we were really fighting an uphill battle just to try to spread the word. But we were knocking on doors, you know. It's, it's odd, you know, you see how divided people are on the news and depending on what news station you listen or news program you watch. Um, but when you get to somebody's door, it's not like that at all, literally at all. I can count the bad conversations I had at a door on one hand. It might have been three or four. And there's a funny story about one of them if you want to get into it later. I definitely um, do want to get into it later. Okay, we will get into that in a minute. But, um, you know, most, like... It issues like if I got up there to a door and we're talking about raising the minimum wage, if that's what I was talking about to a person. They tended to agree with me, no matter if they were a independent, a Republican, a Democrat. You know, that's like an issue that most people agree on. If we were talking about, uh, we talked a lot about legalizing marijuana. That's huge down here. Like, there's a lot of farmers that smoke pot in Sussex County. Yeah, that want to legalize. There's a lot of there's a lot of bankers that smoke pot up here. I got I have I have I, I have I, I have a I, this might come as a huge surprise, although it probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's like that's a big issue down here, and it's an issue that um, we should be making hay on. Um, so we really, you know, it's it's the same thing you would talk about. Anything. I mean, people care about what's in their pocketbooks, you know, keeping food on the table, roof for their heads, sending their kids to good schools. We talked a lot about education and funding um, schools. So 
again, the 36th district was split. I feel like I'm back on the campaign trail now. Jeez. Um, 36th <laughs> district was split between Cape Penlip and school district and Milford school district. And just the way they're funded is night and day funding levels. Cape has plenty of money and Milford, not so much. So we talked a lot about that. So, you know, it was just, it was all really good conversations. I miss, I miss canvassing. I miss it a lot. So I'll I guess, someday. I guess my question would be then, and, and this is a question, and I think I had a very similar conversation with Vanessa, obviously, who was down there, you know, helping you out. Um, if that's the case, and if, if, and this is the case sort of that progressives are making, that I'm making, that Bernie's making, is sort of like, <clears throat> when you talk to people about the minimum wage, about marijuana legalization about i mean you wouldn't from the from what you're running but from you talk about health care at a federal level uh, all of those things people regardless of sort of political stripe or camp or sect sort of um have uh, they're open to this discussion but then when it comes to it um there's something that is holding it back do you have a feel for what it is i mean is, are they disenfranchised or is it more like sort of social traditional it's a few things. Um, traditionally, a lot of these people were Democrats, first of all. They call them Dixiecrats. But traditionally, a lot of our registered Democrats here, they never changed their registration. They, you know, they're ancestral Democrats. Um, so it's, but I would say it's part of the Democratic Party brand, we'll say, has kind of escaped them. And I think we'll get into later. I started a group down here with uh, Stacey Burton called We Are Sussex that's going to try to combat that. Um, but the brand, Democratic Party, is kind of not the greatest down here. Um, and when you don't have Democrats consistently running here either, you're facing a headwind there because they're not used to hearing, oh, there's a Democrat. And like some people would think we're endangered species, even though technically we don't vote this way. But Democrats outnumber Republicans even down here in Sussex. Um, so I think it gets a lot back to just the brand. And I think we ran into, believe it or not, like the thing that hurt us the most federally. Like we didn't talk about Trump almost at all. But when the Kavanaugh hearings were going on. And that was like when we were hitting the phones pretty hard and on the doors, we kept hearing, oh, I was even thinking about voting for a Democrat, but what they're doing to Kavanaugh, I can't vote for what they're, how Democrats and how they're treating Kavanaugh. And I don't, like, I was kept saying, well, you know, I don't have anything to do with Brett Kavanaugh. I, you know. I have, I have a big, I have a, uh, a small, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to come clean here. I was down there protesting Kavanaugh, so sorry that I, so, sorry I fucked up your shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, we, we did a lot of great things in our campaign. Like, we ran a really good campaign. Looking back, I can definitely tell you things we didn't do right. Um, but, we like, whether Brett Kavanaugh was here or not, we weren't going to win. Yeah, and like, I guess that goes sort of, that that it, it, that sort of uh, illustrates, I guess, the point that I was trying to make, maybe, uh, you know, more broadly or vaguely, uh, is that, yeah, it's, it, you can have a conversation about the $15 minimum wage or $20 minimum wage or whatever, um, mm. but if it looks like uh, Democrats are, you know, protesting, then if that's on Fox News or that's on the news, um, mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's a very difficult conversation to have because of the brand. However, yeah. the brand's not going to change. That's what the right. thing that, like... I I'm I'm interested in two things at once, P doing politics everywhere and meeting people where they are, but also never ever ever backing down ever. Right. So it seems like you run into like um, you you know you you run into a stalemate almost. Where yeah. what I'm doing on a Wednesday afternoon in the Hart office building is screwing up what you're doing at somebody's door that evening, 
and right. like we got to figure out a way to, through that yeah and it's just like i kind of you know i'm i consider myself progressive but one of the things that we accomplished a lot um and one of the reasons that i think the campaign kind of grabbed on like we kind of we we made a big dent like statewide i would say almost like we, you know, people were hearing about us in wilmington like we had a fundraiser in wilmington and raised five grand and we're the only candidate that even attempted to go up there and have a fundraiser. Um, but we were not that I would, I certainly wouldn't call myself a moderate, but I was kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a kind of not that way. I'm catch more with, was it bees with honey instead of vinegar, that kind of flies with honey, whatever it is. Uh, like I had Carrie Harris knocking doors with me one weekend and Tom Carper knocking doors with me the next weekend. Which I know that might be a dirty word on this podcast, but no, look, no. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, the way I look at that is, we were in a district where nobody had ran for ten years. No Democrat had ran for ten years. So, if you were going to come down to my district and talk to voters, that wasn't going to hurt me, no matter you know where you fell on that. It was still somebody coming to you and talking about party values and what we stand for and yada yada yada. So I took. I mean, I had. Chris Johnson down here, he came down and knocked doors with us. I, but yet I was walking next to Kathy Jennings at the March for Our Lives we had in Rehoboth. So we were able to bridge that gap to where somehow we didn't make anybody mad. And I don't really know how we pulled it off, but we pulled it off. So that kind of it worked for us a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I lost, to, I lost what your uh, original question was here. No, just, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic going to a door with Carrie who yeah. uh, who I can tell you and I show you a picture that when I was when I was there for that particular event uh, mm -hmm. doing an action I was with Carrie so right. you you knock a door with her and sort of you know do things but then you know so Tom Carper comes with you and it's it's just as good that's actually uh, kind of hopeful that yeah. everybody's sort of together and trying to at least make some uh, you know get some foothold yeah absolutely yeah you know like I said getting back to it, no matter who was with us or what we were knocking, we hit like 10,000 doors, I think, for a you know representative campaign where we were looking for originally 3,000 votes to win. That's a ton. So we covered a lot of ground. And, you know, it didn't, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not the issues that are stopping Democrats from winning here. It's, um, people aren't used to voting for Democrats anymore. That's a big thing. They're used to getting in that voting booth, just pulling the, uh, pulling the lever for all the Republicans. And there's also, which is, something that's different, I think, in Newcastle County, the, your expectation down here of what your representatives do is completely different. Like, it seems to be that most people just expect their representative to show up at a ribbon cutting with a big smile on his face and shake your hand and do that kind of thing. And they're not actually going to Dover and accomplishing anything. Like, we're that's one of the things we're going to do with We Are Sussex. We're going to push, look, this is what your representatives are actually up there doing, which in most cases is they're not doing you know this is something this is another reoccurring theme yeah so like let's say we'll take who do i have up here because i was working on graphics actually earlier like representative smith okay he's right to the south of me introduced three bills the whole session one reinstating the death penalty one making it easier to buy de deadly weapons or something like that and one having to do with drones and contraceptives in prisons didn't pass a single bill this session as usual he's been there since 2002 and it's time to like hold these guys accountable and just spread the word on to the public on what these guys are actually up there accomplishing. Hey there, Carl jumping in here in the post production. Uh, for some reason, Rob's audio for the next minute or so was very glitchy. So I'm just going to uh, sort of ask the questions he was asking, and then in about a minute, should go back to him. 
So can you tell us a little bit about the background of this group, what you're doing, what's the purpose and everything? Okay. Uh, so the group is We Are Sussex. Um, simple name. Uh, so we have a few different goals. Uh, we talked a little bit about making sure everybody knows what their representatives are or are not doing. As I said, in most cases, are not doing. Uh, and we're going to be pushing that, uh, that information through social media, through our Facebook account, which you can look us up at We Are Sussex, like the page, help us out. Um, so that's going to be, that's one goal. Second goal is keeping the volunteer base down here motivated and engaged. Um, so our volunteers tend to be very different than the volunteers you're getting in Newcastle County. Ours tend to be mostly older, mostly retired people, um, still people that care a lot. They're, they're hugely motivated. You know, we would have groups of 15, 20 people knocking on doors with us uh, last campaign. But it's just a different volunteer than what you get up, up north. And then um, making sure when we have a candidate, which hopefully we'll have at least a couple down here this coming uh, cycle that we can embrace, um, making sure we're able to help train those candidates, help support them financially as a goal. Uh, the Democratic Party down here, I think we finally got a check from them towards the end. So money is a big deal in politics, uh, unfortunately. Now, I know we'd all like to change it, but I think one of the things we do as Democrats is we tend to try to play by the rules as we wish they were instead of by the rules as they are. And we have to take advantage of the rules as they are right now. And then if we get in power, we can change them and then play by those rules. But as of right now, money is important in politics and we're going to be working to raise money and helping candidates however we can. So when we reached out to you a few weeks ago, uh, you were just getting off the ground. So since then, is there any administrative work or anything, any updates since then? Yep. We are officially registered uh, political action committee with the state. Our act blue is up and running. I am looking at the first draft of the email I'm sending out to my campaign email list. So chances are, if you listen to this podcast, you were on the campaign email list. I think we're up to like 3,500 people on our email list. So if you don't see that by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out pretty soon to you. Uh, yeah, you should blast out a link to this on the uh, email list. I, if you send me the link, I will put a link up to that uh, podcast on there for you you can rest uh, assured i will send you a link we will also link to this plus you can always find your daily dose of the highlands bunker on itunes or at patreon at patreon backslash the highlands bunker there you go I'm, I'm, my, I'm, i feel I'm my plug-in itunes yes yeah so actually uh we were able to a few weeks ago uh get approved for itunes so we are we are there and there actually if you use something other than an iphone and you just want to rss feed uh to get into any other uh podcast platform you use there's an rss feed at the uh that at the patreon page so we're trying to trying to spread it out a little bit yeah, you make it as easy as possible that's <laughs> you're on itunes i hit the subscribe button and i've been listening to all the back ones now so oh nice very yeah, good. It's way easier for me because I just listen to podcasts pretty much all day when I'm at work now. So, uh, oh, dope. You're in my ears a lot now. Oh, uh, excellent. Well, I hope I, what I've noticed is because we've done just about 30 of them, actually almost, <laughs> I think exactly 30 with some bonus ones, they've definitely gotten a lot better. We've kind of figured out what we're doing. <laughs> we'll so, still be I'm figuring it out. But. Josh. Josh is my buddy. He was your first guest, so I'm not going to say they got better, but you know. Yeah, we did. We did a proof of concept with uh, Steve Tanzer, who writes for uh, Delaware Liberal, and right. then we, I think Josh was the second or third one. Yeah, very early. But he's been on. I believe he was on. No, he was. He was on two, because Maybe. he. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on one by himself. Yeah, I think. I think that's the first one I listened to. Yeah, there was another one a few weeks later where uh, there was a, a letter to the it wasn't a letter to the editor, it was an op-ed from mm -hmm. somebody in Wilmington who was like the the gist of it was stop like stop shitting on Mayor Przicki. That was the the gist yeah. of the of the op-ed. 
So right. then uh, myself and, and Josh and Kobe Owens went down into the old studio and we we did just that. We we not only shit on Prozicki, we, sh- <laughs> we shit on the lady who wrote the letter pretty hard. But again, uh, it was the mo- still to this day is the most downloaded uh, of of this show. It's like thirteen hundred downloads, I think of that. Cool. So I'll have on that one, yeah. So Josh was uh, Josh was integral in that too. Josh will be happy to hear his name so much on this one. I know we should. We're, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, this is for Carl. When you listen to this later, cut this all out. the only time we're allowed to talk about josh is when people because of that episode and i think kobe uh you know lives in wilmington i live in wilmington but he actually lives uh just in north wilmington up up 202 so people have subsequently come in a bunch of activists and said i can't believe you had josh on to talk (laughs) about wilmington he doesn't even live there (laughs) yeah yeah. But anyway, so getting back to We Are Sussex, enough yeah. about Josh. Yeah, no, it's correct. Uh, and then we're also going to be pushing issues, uh, just like I, like we've talked about. You know, it's the brand necessarily, not necessarily the issues that are the problems down here. So yeah, so I'm I'm actually very interested because I wrote issues. that down. What what it what about the brand needs a tweak? Like, what is it? I don't want to say that. So we have to make it to the point where being a Democrat down here, when you have a D next name, doesn't mean people are automatically not voting for you. Correct. How we get there is an issue. Um, so I can only put it how I can only take it back to our campaign of why I think people didn't vote for us. Um, and I think in our case, we'd have done better against a different opponent. You know, there's a lot of things on the edge. Um, we were probably never going to beat Brian Shoup. Um, whether if if the previous representative hadn't retired and I was up against him, it's it would have been a night and day difference. Like against Brian, it was a young white guy with a wife and a daughter against a young white guy with a wife and a daughter. And one of them had happened to be the mayor of the biggest population area in the uh, district. So build out being able to spread the word about candidates through social media, through things like that. Um, I think that's our main, the main way we're going to combat it. We just have to, when democratic candidates come to tend to run here, they haven't held office before. So they're not as well known as some of the people that are running locally down here. So we have to find a way to make them well known. So that's where we're going to start. Um, yeah. Cause my, I guess what I'm, um, and you sort of alluded to it about the Kavanaugh thing, but mm-hmm. when you see a candidate, uh, who has the D? So you have you're you're you know you're a straight white guy uh, with the wife yeah. and a daughter. Uh, your opponent's a straight white guy with the wife with the wife and a daughter. Now he was the mayor of the. He was the mayor of Milford. And I would just say like if you took the average, let's just take the average straight white guy in the district. He resembles me a whole lot more than he resembled Brian. You know, right? Like I would he, right. that that average person again. I work in construction every day. Today went to. Hang a kitchen. I installed kitchen cabins today. Um, so that's way closer to the average person down here than Brian, who, you know, worked for Mike Castle's campaign and poli sci degree, that kind of thing. Typical, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just getting over that, getting over the hurdle of pulling people voting for a Democrat. So, so what's you know, the, what, what, what's the, what do you think the hurdle is? So I think in a lot of cases, again, it's name recognition. You know, people okay. don't know who you are. They're not going to vote for you. People knew who he was, so they voted for him. Um, and that's why I said it's not necessarily issues. It's making people known. It's 
pushing the issues where we can push them and getting people back to our side. Um, it's not going to be easy. You know, they've voted for Republicans down here for a while, but you know, there's reasons for hope. You know, we've got a lot like the coastal areas of Sussex are starting to look a lot like the suburban areas that swung in 2018. Um, just with the influx of people down here, I think um, Georgetown is a third Hispanic now, you know, close to 50% minority population. So there's definitely areas down here where we can make inroads, um, just looking at demographics and the way things are going. So we're going to win down here. We just have to figure out how to do it. Um, and it's going to be important to win down here. You know, Sussex is growing way faster than Newcastle County is, way faster than Kent County is. Like for every two people or every person that moves to Newcastle, we get two people down here. So just looking at the Senate and the state eventually, you know, and after the next uh, redistricting and after the census here, we're picking up seats down here and representative seats down here. So we have to start winning in, in uh, Sussex or we're going to be in trouble in the state long term. Yeah, we've had that conversation, too, about the, the looming sort of redistricting just after the census. And yeah. because of those growth numbers, like you said, um, you know, we, you're going to want to have a have something going on so you don't just seed all that ground right off the bat. And then it's, yeah. you know, you really, really put yourself exactly. in a bad spot. Exactly, which is why we're starting now. That's in 2022. We've got 2020 to figure things out so we can hit the ground running in 2022 and try to pick up some of those new seats that are going to open up. Yeah. Um, the, the, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So that's uh, that's Stacey Burton is the person that started with We Are Sussex, Sussex with me. She's uh, head of the Democratic Party Women's Club down here. Um, and she's also on the board of the national national suffragist movement. So, you know, we've got to make headway. There's no group down here doing it. We learned a lot in the campaign. So we're going to do it. Nice. Again, I, just I, the, I, kind of the way I ran for office. You know, nobody else is doing it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. My, I guess, like I said, my my uh, concern, I'll give you an, ex an example of something that I've talked to people about. And I think I've probably talked about it in here, too. Like... <clears throat> So Rob uh, Artlet or whatever yeah, Arliss or whatever his name, yeah, I whatever. Uh, that guy uh, was uh, basically a a, a funded uh, politician. To I guess his big thing was right to work in Sussex. Is that right? right? Yeah. So as a as a as somebody who's who's in the trades, mm -hmm. um, who as you said is is more like the demographic of folks you know in your area. Um, you would think that anybody who who would stand up politically and say, "Yeah, we're we're try to we're gonna try to tamp that out," you know, any kind of trade unionist or any kind of thing, we're gonna tamp it. You would think that that wouldn't play, but it does play. Mm -hmm. And so well, I, we don't have a huge union. Like the IBW has an office over in Bridgeville, and they have kind of a footprint here but outside of that there's not a huge union footprint in sussex correct but so, i guess do, do people have the idea that their lot would be improved if they were in the, like the the reason that perhaps they feel some sort of like maybe not getting ahead or have whatever other kind of political it would seem if you're a working person Mm -hmm. um you would you would like to be come to a, a an employment position in a position of strength rather than weakness right. and so when you see somebody saying oh don't worry about that you don't you don't need to do that well the rich you know the the the, the people who run businesses down here and have capital <clears throat> they'll take care of it and it's better for them to be able to take care of it than you and right. so i understand that that obviously union uh participation and union membership is 
low everywhere, basically. Right. Um, and the teachers union isn't particularly strong here. All of that, of course, for some for some reason, the police union is incredibly strong. <laughs> of course, that's that you never that you get. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's and I guess I I, I kind of get like dig into the detail of like changing so the I'll brand, like changing people. changing the brand, like somebody arguing against workers' rights, whether it's a minimum wage or a union or whatever it is. I'll tell you where more people were mad at Rob Arlett than the fact that he was trying to get right-to-work legislation passed, which, if you don't know, he tried to get right-to-work passed through county council down here. Um, I think we're talking, what, 26, 2017, maybe? 2016, somewhere in that area. Um, and the bigger problem people had with it is that it was a completely illegal uh, legislative maneuver. Like he, The county council does not have the right in the state of Delaware. It's against the law for them to pass right-to-work and... You know, county council was told that by their own lawyers. So the amount of taxpayer dollars he was wasting by just trying to pass right to work, which he wasn't going to pass to begin with, was a much bigger problem down here than the fact that he was passing right to work. So there's different ways to bring up the issues that they're taking on, different ways to combat them, I would say. Right to work down here doesn't affect most people. It just doesn't. Um, yeah. You know, they're not in a union. They don't even think twice about it. But they care when their dollars are being wasted, which they absolutely were by Rob Arlett. Um, so that's where we found people cared more than the fact that he was trying to just pass right to work. Yeah, fair enough. The other issue that I'm interested in um, your thoughts on that also comes up all the time is the water issue. Yep. Um, because, again, I think it's a very easy frame uh, between you know, mm -hmm. the folks that want to pollute the water – Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the folks who don't want the water polluted, and you yep. think you you know you think that would be a pretty a, a pretty clear line of demarcation. So yep. I'm, I'm hoping that, and I, I think I, I read a little bit um, of some of your literature from the campaign, and I know that you mentioned that on a bunch of different things that I saw. So I'm wondering whether you you feel like there's getting there's any traction on that issue because there's been you know quite a few um, sort of scares. Uh, or, there's or, a lot of scares. So yeah. Well, I'm looking at my side yard, and I think, so uh, three doors down from me, uh, you know, my family, two little girls, let's see, six and four, um, you know, they have a tainted well, and a brand new, their house is probably $4,000 house. So it's an issue that affects you no matter what your economic status, economic status is. Um, they had a rough uh, reverse osmosis system put in. And even that, you know, it's usually, and I know they did too, they have one stuck at their kitchen faucet. So the water you're drinking, the water you're cooking with is cleaned up. But you're still taking a shower with water that's high in nitrates. You're, you know, your skin is still soaking up that water. So even that's not a great fix. It's better. They can, it's great that they can afford to do so. But that's not going to fix every problem that, uh, that's coming out of their faucet. And, we, you know, we talked about water till we were blue in the face. And it's something, when I first got into it, I was... I'm a carpenter. I'm not an environmentalist. Water. I'm definitely not an expert on water. I never have been. It became. I got pretty well versed in the subject. Thank you, John Austin. Um, rest in peace. He passed. He was a scientist that worked pretty closely with a lot of us down here. Um, he's just done did amazing work and passed away sometime last year, like June last year, I want to say. Um, so we miss him a lot because he was doing a lot of the work. But I think less than a mile away from me, um, there's a well that the nitrate level is 99. Uh, acceptable is 10. So they're, you know, 10 times expected, expected, uh, accepted levels coming out of their faucet right now. 
And they're right next to a, a company called Clean Delaware, who uh, treats septic waste and things like that, and uh, has just been polluting wells down here for a while. And they're not even the worst culprit. You, know, you get down to the chicken plants that are all all over Sussex County, especially when you get west of 113. And it's just a mess. Um, so, yeah, it's an issue, but it's an issue we got to get fixed. Uh, I got to work with uh, Val Longhurst this past year on HB 200, um, pushing it. I even got to the point where I called the guy I ran against. He didn't call me back, but as a constituent, I even made a phone call to him to try to get him to vote for the bill. Um, so uh, we got it out of committee. I know there's some funding tweaks that have to be made to the bill because a lot of the people that uh, the governor isn't a huge fan of the uh, the way it's funded. But um, I'm relatively confident we're going to get that bill passed this this coming year. When you say the way it's funded, can you explain how it would be funded? So it basically takes money out of the general fund and uh, sends it right to the water problem. It takes a certain percentage of general receipts, a certain percentage of this, a certain percentage of that. And... I'm not going to name names here, but some people... You, I, I mean, you, you you certainly can if you'd like to. <laughs> I'm not going to name names here. But certain people in the House are, have a problem with that because they've never funded a bill that way. Um, they've never earmarked money specifically out of the general fund for something like water, a bill like that. Um, they've never done it. Uh, to me, it's genius because you don't have to... The problem we asked before is we had to get three-fifths majority because we were creating a new tax. And you're not going to get Republicans to vote for a new tax. You're not going to get a lot of Democrats to vote for a new tax for water, especially when the problem's in Sussex, for the most case. I mean, it's statewide, but the biggest problem is down here in Sussex. And none of the Sussex representatives are going to vote for a new tax. Outside of maybe Pete Schwartzkopf. Um, so the way we found to fund it, and thank you, Val, and she put it head on, um, she took it, I think it was Mulroney who was the sponsor of the pre previous bill, and obviously he's not there anymore. So, to me, it's genius. But some people don't want to upset the apple cart and don't want to change the way things are done. So, I have uh, actually ran into a, a member of the House last week, and it sounds like they, fa they found a new way of funding it. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, as soon as I find out, I'll be... See, hopefully it's a good funding method. Hopefully we're not taking money away from any other issue. But Yeah, I mean, my my if I was a, uh, a political advisor, I would advise funding it by every, every chicken farm and major agriculture business over a certain capitalization, mm -hmm. like Mountain Air and Purdue. Yep. Tax the fucking shit out of them until you, get yeah, enough, so until you get enough money to clean up the water for the people who live there. But yeah, again, so I think... <laughs> That would be we my idea. About, we talk about all kinds of ideas. We talk about a water usage fee because a chicken, the amount of water it takes to clean a chicken is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't remember the complete stat, but it would blow your mind. So we talked about using a water usage fee. The problem is they're all using private wells, and they're, you're not exactly going to go on there and hook a water meter up to their private well. Yeah, the fact so of the matter is that doing it by effluent. We talked about raising the fines that Denerac can place on them when they're when they're poisoning the water. Um, and you know, not following their effluent plan, um, all that's like this. Denerac is just not set up to do it. Yeah. yeah. No. I. No. I. I th there's. Uh, that. That's the one of the overarching themes, whether it's state, city, or federal government, is that the system is not in place to to address those things. Like the people no. who are the people and the entities who are taking advantage of whether they be natural resources or space or 
tax laws or uh, us usury laws or whatever, whatever they're taking advantage of, it's set up for them to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. so it's not set up for like a regulatory agency to look at it or people to test the water and say, you know, you're polluting these people's drinking water. You should probably pay. You probably need to change that and pay more in tax. The system's not set up to even hear that. <laughs> to even no. hear that story. No, and and again, like Denmark's not set up to even handle the fines or handle not. the enforcement. Really, like they're just not staffed to do it. Unfortunately, you know, we don't. I mean, we're getting to into a different issue, but we don't pay state workers enough. You know, nobody wants to pay more in their taxes. But and you know, my wife works for the state. Um, she does well now, but when she started there, just seeing what her what she was making compared to her education level. It's just ridiculous. Like she has her master's degree in epidemiology. Until I met her, I didn't even know what epidemiology was. <laughs> if you ask me to explain it, I'm still going to have to probably. I, like, I, I was like, oh, epidemiology has something to do with your skin, right? And no, it's you know study of infectious diseases. Um, but when she started out as a restaurant inspector there, she's got you know her master's degree from Tulane and her bachelor's from Penn State, and she's making thirty thousand dollars a year. Like you know, and they're paying. And that's in Sussex, where the cost of living's lower. They're paying people in Newcastle County the same pay grade. You can't live in Newcastle County on thirty grand a year. You know, it's just not possible. So when when the, the state can't keep people employed, good people, and jobs that they that they're qualified to have, we face a problem not just in Denerac, but you know every state organization. No, it's it's a it's a matter of priorities, and I, I think a lot has to do with what you said. It has to do with brand. People mm -hmm. don't they they've uh, you know the the propaganda. Conservative propaganda over fifty years has just been better. So, oh, great. so they're, they're massive ma master marketers. Yeah. You know, so people don't really appreciate like maybe it would be good if we paid a little more in tax. We'd have these people who make sure the water's not poisoned and make sure that you're not getting poisoned at a restaurant. And oh, another, you know, another but, issue that we talked about doors that's certainly popular. We would go over, and like one of the things I would say is it's like you know I want to fix your water, maybe tax some rich people, you know. That people people like that. Yeah, it's just making it's making the it's making the connection between like yeah, this is what we want to do, and it's and a branding thing, like a like a market, like a marketing thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, getting back to we are Sussex, we're going to work on marketing. One thing, so you know, Network Delaware is fantastic, and Delaware United, Dustin and Becca and Josh and Eric, I love them to death. I don't want to say well, maybe I do want to say Sussex is a little bit xenophobic. You can say. Almost, and I know, especially with Network Delaware, they've tried to make inroads down here and tried to expand into Sussex, and it's not, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's going to need to be a homegrown organization that does yeah. it. I think all of, our, all of our slower, lower jokes are now coming back to haunt us. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But you got it right. You said slower, lower. If you said lower, slower, we would know you're a fraud right away. Come on, yeah. I mean, I'm from here. Come on, everybody knows that. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I guess, yeah. I, and I guess I, I do get that. I mean, you're, I think you're going to be our man and our man in Sussex, I suppose now, because, um, yeah, I mean, I understand the idea that people don't like sort of. Uh, Outside influence, while it can be good or helpful, is always looked at with suspicion. Which I and I sort yeah. of under I sort of understand that. And I would say especially down here, it just 
Especially with people, especially with natives, as we as we'll call them, people yeah. who have lived here. But here's what I'll say, uh, Rob Arliss or whatever his name was. Oh, I, I I do that on purpose. You, you, <laughs> you haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I haven't gotten that far that's it. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I it's I, it's my understanding that you know he is uh, someone who uh, is connected to you know the conservative sort of uh, money trail, which is a yeah. na- which is a national national organization you know anybody castle county pardon senator lopez senator lopez republican from right south of here from newcastle county so it's not impossible yeah yeah that's what i mean it's it's sort of like it's almost it it sort of depends depends what you're selling sometimes i guess yeah absolutely yeah good we get back to the brand thing and the story just popped in my head Actually, I was walking with Josh. We were knocking doors. It was probably about a month before the election. I is think. this the story? We're not going to miss it? This is a different story. Oh, good. We're good. We're getting two. I'm glad. All right. So we're walking up. You know, we're, Josh and I are walking the neighborhood, and um, we're almost done. I, th- I think we're walking back to my truck. And there's one. There's, you know, we we're trying to fill on the other side of the street. House has a garage door open, and it's always like, like to me, excuse me, out. Somebody's just walking up to you and talk to you when you're in your garage. It's much easier as door knocking when you go up and you can knock on the door and somebody answers the door. So you always kind of got the heebie-jeebies knocking on, just going up somebody's open gar- open garage. But I'm um, walking in and I'm noticing, you know, all these uh, like NASCAR uh, flags and gun stuff and stuff like that. And I see the guy in there. I think he's working on a car or his lawnmower or something like that. And he comes out and starts talking to me. And I see, you know, I enter myself, hey, I'm running for state rep, you know, yada, yada, yada. And first question, you Democrat or Republican? I was like, I'm a Democrat. He's like, and we're going to get back to the Kavanaugh thing. It's like, I'm from West Virginia. I voted for Democrats my whole life. Probably voted for Senator Byrd for, you know, as long as that guy was in office. And uh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You know, I can't do it anymore. I voted for Trump, Trump in 2016, and I'm not going back, especially after what they're doing to Kavanaugh right now. I was like, oh, okay, sir, I get it. And I was like, well, we're here. We can at least talk about NASCAR a little bit, you know. I grew up going to NASCAR, you know. We would take road trips in the RV to Charlotte, and we would go to Dover and yada, yada as a kid. Um, so I started talking to him about NASCAR. Sat there and had a 20-minute conversation for him on NASCAR. And they got back to Kevin. And Kevin all this and Kevin all this. I was like, yeah, but, you know, I don't care about Brett Kavanaugh. Who was your favorite NASCAR driver? And things like that. And by the end of that conversation, he was like, you know, I won't vote for Democrats, but maybe I'll give you a shot. Maybe I'll pull the lever for you. And I walked away from that conversation with Josh. I was like, you know, part of the problem we face down here is I'm the only, I'm probably the only Democrat running in the state that could have had that conversation with that guy right then. You know, nobody else could have had that conversation with him about NASCAR. And it's the people we're getting to run down here, too. They're not, you know, most of them are transplants. Um, most of them tend to be older or they're coming from, you know, something, some an area that's not relating to the average person down here. So, and that's contributing to the bad brand we have down here as well i would say yeah i'm I'm, I'm always of two minds about that kind of stuff because you know i'm so glad that you're that people are are being able to like it's because it's going to be a long slog you know it's not about one election cycle you know the guy probably didn't vote for you yeah Uh, probably uh if he voted at all but you remember my name when i left his driveway yeah but um but you do that consistently because it's not about just one absolutely one time around you yep. know, you'll go back, or somebody uh, uh, in in We Are Sussex will go back, or an, mm-hmm. another uh, uh, candidate will go back, and maybe he'll remember the next time, or tell his Absolutely. buddy, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing that I always have to tell myself is, 
that while I am suspicious or, or cynical of that one thing in a vacuum, that that thing over a period of time through election cycles is really the mechanism by which we're going to get some traction and start to you know turn things around for regular people. I would say even if that guy didn't vote for me or didn't vote for any Democrat at that time, for that one minute, the Democratic brand didn't matter to him anymore. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Yeah. I could see myself voting for this guy. I could see myself, you know, he's just a person no matter what letter it is or is next to his name. And it's just getting people in front of their doors, having those conversations with people. You know, like I said, nobody ran in this area for 10 years. It's hard to turn that around in a year or whatever. We basically we started, not less than a year, we started the campaign in January and obviously it was over in November. So you don't have to turn things around that fast. You want to get to this? You want to get to the story about that? I, was I back? do, I do. This is the perfect, perfect time All for right. it. Yes. All right. So we are knocking doors in Lincoln, Delaware. And if you have ever been to Lincoln, Delaware, I'm guessing you've not ever been to Lincoln, Delaware. Did you know there was a Lincoln, Delaware? I did. I did. My, as I said, uh, Nurse Susan, my wife, is from okay. the Eastern Shore, but now her, uh, uh, her family. Her, her mom and dad live in Salisbury, and her sister lives in Salisbury. Okay. So we do make the trek out uh, through, you know, through the Seaford, the Western Corridor. I don't know what you guys call it down there, <laughs> but yeah, I've been through a few uh, interesting spots. The West Side. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We got West of One Thirteen, East of One Thirteen. I like world. it. I like it. So we're East of One Thirteen here. We're kind of so Lincoln kind of sits between Milford and Milton. If you blink, you miss it. There's not even really a downtown. There used to be at one point. It basically should be part of Milford. Um, anyways, we're and it's a you know economically poor area. I would say blue collar, very white. So we're knocking doors down there, and you know we're going through our vote builder list. And I'm not. Um, my walking partner was Gail Gormley that day. Nice lady in her 60s who's helped us out. came up from Rehoboth often to help us out. And uh, you know we're. Coming up to the door and we're looking down. We've got an 82-year-old Democratic male. We're knocking on the door, and when you see a white 82-year-old Democrat man, Dixiecrat down here crosses your mind right, right, right as soon as you see it. So that's what you're thinking when you go to his door. Knocking on his door, he's answered the door. Your guy cannot hear basically at all. He's way more interested in Gale than he is in me. And Gale is not of that persuasion. We'll say, gotcha. no, this guy whatsoever. You know, none. Obviously, that guy doesn't know this. So he sits there and, you know, every time I talk to him, I'm trying to talk to him, working guy, you know, yada, 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 yells at me for not being old enough to run for the position I'm running. I'm like, well, my opponent's younger, so by that case, you have to vote for me. And he's like, nah, you're a democrat, yada, 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 I'll never vote for democrats. We finally got a good man in that office, like there's a presidency, and God help him, and you guys are standing in the way, and but I like your walking partner and yada, yada, yada. Can, you know, can I have her number? And I'm like, no, you can have my number. It's on the card. And anyways, it's, it went like that for 15 minutes or so. Fast forward to election day. You know, at this point we had seen the turnout and the people coming out and like, I knew a week before it wasn't going our way, but election night, election day, it was obvious. Like the turnout, the people that we were seeing, let's just say they weren't our people that we were seeing walk up to the polls. Yeah. Right on. Uh, this guy walks up. I'm out there with my dad and Josh and a few other people. And, you know, we're just meeting voters and hanging out, basically, killing time. And I see this guy walking up. I'm like, oh, no, not that guy. He comes over to me, pulls me aside. He says, so you think you're a working man, right? And I was like, I've had a hammer in my hand since I was 12. That man right over there taught me, pointing at my dad. And I was like, mm-hmm. He's like, well, I don't vote for Democrats. 
but I'm going to go in there and pull that lever for you. And I'm just like, this whole world makes no sense that this guy is going to go in there and vote for me. Because that was, like, I was, I was counting on that as one of the few bad conversations we had. Like, it was horrible. I had to almost threaten the guy to get off of his step and away from his property and get Gail away from him more than anything. And he walks up to me on election day, remembered me, remembered that I was a carpenter and was voting for him. And I was just like... The world makes no sense. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I'm going Democrat this time because you're a working yeah. man. You're like, you're like, uh, okay, hey, thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks. <laughs> and, so, and then he went and talked to my dad for like a half hour about cars and stuff like <laughs> that. And I was like, this makes the world makes no sense. Man, I'll tell and, you what, this whole, this whole, you have, uh, you have a riddle. This Sussex thing, you have a riddle on your hands. It's like a, having, having to put all these pieces together. It's going to be quite a trip. We're going to figure it out. Demographics are going to change a little bit down here. They're going to help us figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. So, <laughs> um, you know, we, one of the things, like when we went forward with the campaign, when I do something, I do something hundred percent, worked really hard on the campaign, had a lot of really good people helping me down here. Josh, shout out to Josh and, uh, Megan, Megan, on. I think you had Megan on, right? Megan Hart. I have. Yeah. yeah she have. was with Network Delaware. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah. We've had her on. She came, she worked for us for the last couple of months after she's done with Carrie's campaign and, uh, Garrison, you can't have Garrison on right now cause he's in Moldova with Peace Corps. But when Garrison comes back to Delaware, and we're going to make sure he comes back to Delaware, hey, we got to uh, get him on. We got to get him on uh, on the Skype. We can get it. We can yeah. Skype Skype him in. Yeah, well, I'll send him an email so you can Skype him from Moldova. He yeah. worked on Tizzy's yeah. campaign before he came down and worked on ours. So we had a lot of really great people that are now really doing some great things. Oh, nice. Uh, one, one guy I might want to hook you up with is Ronnie down here. He uh, he helped us out. Work. So one of the problems we face down here too is Spanish language speakers. Yeah. So something else we're going to work on is attracting Spanish volunteers. Um, but Ronnie speaks Spanish. Um, his, he's first generation American. Just got appointed to the Milford School the School Board. Youngest member, first Latino member of the Milford School Board. Excellent, excellent. What's his yeah, name okay. again? Ronnie uh, Lopez. Ronnie Lopez. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that's stuff I like to hear. Yeah, uh, yeah Eric was down here meeting him a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, excellent. So uh, yeah, he's going to do things. He's uh, he's getting his law degree right now. So we have we're going to build a bench down here. We're going to fix the brand. However, we have to fix it. Fair. We're going to attract the volunteers, and we're going to win down here. We're not going to win every race. We're not going to. It's going to be hard to win Seaford. You know, we're not winning Seaford any time in the next decade or two, probably. But there are races down here we can win. Um, there's county council races we can win. There's representative seats we can win. There's senate seats we can win. And after redistricting, there's probably going to be a couple more that are possible for us, and we're going to have the infrastructure in place to do it. That uh, sounds. It sounds absolutely terrific. So, quick plug: We are Sussex on Facebook. We are Sussex on Act Blue. Send us ten bucks. Help us get moving. Uh, we've got a little bit of bankroll, but it costs money to run these things. We're gonna need all the help we can get. Uh, if you're again, if you're on my email list, I'm going to be hitting you up often. You will hear from me a lot, like you used to when I was running for office. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna be hearing from Don. Uh, hit those links up. We're gonna put those links in the show notes. Uh, we'll link it up in in Twitter. So we'll have all of those links there and. Again, I, I thank I thank you for joining me. We did we did one of these before, as I said, but uh, this is our first uh, at length uh, Skype thing. So I hope the uh, uh, the audio and everything works out nicely because uh, you, you'll have you'll have you'll have something to send those thirty five hundred uh, people on your uh, email list. Absolutely, oh, I got lots to talk to them about. <laughs> Very nice. The thirty five hundred are stuck with me through the end. Beautiful, beautiful. You're doing important work, man. Thanks for joining me, Don. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, well, talk. As soon I'll get up to that bunker of yours and uh, do it in person. I love it. Thanks. Talk to you soon.
See you later. Yep. Cheers.